You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And what's up, Saints fans? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It is your host, Chris Rosvoglu. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Rosvoglu Report. Make sure to check out the Patreon page, Straight Up Saints, if you haven't already. I'll leave the link on Twitter for you guys if you want to check it out. Got some cool stuff going there every week for Saints content. And if you haven't subscribed and reviewed the podcast, make sure to go on iTunes and do that. Leave five stars if you can. It really helps the channel, so I really appreciate it, guys. Now, for this week, no Saints game. I already broke down their win over the Chargers, which was a thrilling overtime victory. I broke that one down a couple of days ago, and if you haven't checked it out and you still want to, you have that chance to on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can go back and look. So I thought to myself, what to do for this week? Because I don't want to leave you guys high and dry. You guys are all in the need for Saints content. We're all sitting there waiting. And as much as we like to say, hey, we like the bye week. We get a week off. At the same time, you miss Saints football. And we're all at that stage of the week where we're saying, hey, there's no game to look forward to this week. And guess what? That is honestly quite depressing at times. But for this episode, I wanted to give you guys something fun. And I found exactly what I wanted to do in that aspect. And that's have Saints fullback Mike Burden on the show to talk about how the Saints have been performing so far this season, how they feel about not just the offense, but as a team, their championship aspirations. We dove into the criticism of Drew Brees, whether or not he actually is declining, what he sees on a daily basis, and some really interesting stuff. The really one, the thing that really caught my eyes uh, that me and Mike had to talk about was the whole COVID protocol that has been in place. Remember, Mike was a guy who was part of that Lions-Saints issue where the Saints had a positive test on the plane, they were worried, and it was Mike who ended up having that positive test. Thankfully, though, it ended up being a false positive. The Saints played that game, and they ended up winning after being down 14-0, and that actually sparked that two-game winning streak that they're currently on. So I really appreciate Mike taking the time to hop on the podcast to do that. So without further ado, let's get into that interview that I have lined up for you guys on the Straight Up Saints podcast. All right, now joining me inside the Straight Up Saints podcast, a friend of the program, Saints fullback Mike Burden. First off, Mike, I know it's your bye week. Thank you for taking the time to do this. How is everything, man? Absolutely. No, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, Always a great opportunity to talk Saints ball. So thanks for having me on. So take me through this crazy game that people witnessed on Monday. It was literally a tale of two halves. You guys were down 20-3, to then you storm back. You end up winning in overtime. Uh, For you personally, what was it like going through that game? How did it feel to walk out with a victory? It felt great. Um, Anytime you can be 1-0 in this league, it's a great feeling. Um, It's hard to win in this league, and I think that game showed that exactly, right? I mean, it's a tale of two halves. It just goes to show that it's never over to it's over and you got to be resilient. And that's exactly what this organization is. It's resilient. You know, you're able to find a way to win. Um, each phase played, um, you know, great and, and gave us an opportunity to win at the end of the game. And that's all you can ask for. So uh, really proud of this team and just really, you know, really proud to be part of this group. So during this game, I noticed, uh, you know, with the offense coming out slow, there was a lot of talk both on the broadcast, Twitter, everywhere you look, people were saying, is this the end of Drew Brees? He's declining. And all of a sudden, this offense really clicks in the second half. As someone who's been there at every practice, you see it up close. What do you see from Drew? Do you feel like people are overreacting to every little thing that happens with this team? Yeah, I mean, look, Drew's incredible. From how he handles himself as a player, to a person off the field, his work ethic, his diligence, his attention to detail, his passion, his competitiveness. Uh, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, he's, he's the ultimate competitor and gamer, and 
you know, personally, I think he's playing outstanding. Um, and he's a leader of this team. He's a quarterback of this team. And I couldn't ask for a better teammate and, and a better player to have at that position. Um, he's just absolutely phenomenal. So I, I want to ask you something um, about two weeks ago. Obviously, it was a scary situation. I, I, you know, I sent you a text about it with the false positive. Your name was out yeah. there. There was worry about the game not being played. Um, just personally, just take, you know, take the football game out of it. Like, how did you feel going through that? Obviously, that has to be a stressful time. And this has been a weird year for everyone. So what was it like, unfortunately, being caught in the middle of that? Yeah, it was certainly stressful. Um, a lot of emotions going on. I think first and foremost for me was, you don't want to be that guy, you know, to, to potentially bring this, you know, to bring COVID into the organization and affect your teammates, your coaches, um, whoever, you know, whomever is in the organization, right? Um, you know, like I alluded to before, it's hard enough to win in this league as it is, right? And you want to be a distraction. You know, you're going to be, you know, your teammates at risk or your coaches. Um, so it was definitely stressful, um, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm glad it worked out and I'm glad we were able to win, and, you know, face a little adversity. And we came together as a group, you know, and I think that was important, and we got the win. Um, and it's not to say that I can't get it or, or anybody else can, you know, because obviously it, it's out there right now. So you just have to understand that you got to be careful. You got to follow all the protocols and the guidelines, and um, you got you just can't put yourself in uh, risky situations. So you mentioned the protocols. I've seen some players say the NFL's done a great job with the guidelines out there. There's other teams saying, you know, they wish there was a little bit more. You personally, with the way the Saints have been handling this, and it seems like the Saints are going above and beyond. I can't speak for every team, but with what I'm reading in terms of how you guys handle training camp, how you're handling, you know, hotels on the road, it seems like you guys are taking that extra step. Do you feel like the league uh, as a whole has done a good job at least letting their players feel somewhat comfortable during a time of uncertainty? Look, I, I can't comment on what other teams are doing. Um, I can only comment what the Saints are doing. And I think, like you said, the Saints are doing an, an unbelievable job. Unbelievable. I mean, as soon as I found out that I could have been positive, every single protocol and guideline that needed to be in place, the Saints acted on. And they acted on it fast. And they, they made sure they put the safety of the players and the coaches and everybody involved first. I can't say enough great things about how they handle the day-to-day because it's a lot you know there's a lot of protocols and guidelines that keep guys safe you know there's a lot of guys in the building different people and just the way they have the building set up the way um you know the time and everything is just kind of our schedule set up from a day-to-day at the facility to ensure safety first and they're doing an unbelievable job of that our medical staff all the collaboration between uh, uh, you know us and the league and the coaches they're just doing a great job i just know that so when you walk into the same facility, you feel safe. Um, and that's, that's my opinion. So, you know, now you guys are in the bye week. You're a three and two football team, a two game winning streak. You got some momentum going this way. What's the one thing I know as a football team, there's probably so many things you guys want to correct, but once, what's the one thing, at least as an offense, you guys are telling each other, okay, we need to fix this and we need to fix it now. Yeah, I think, I think each position group just wants to, you know, play better, right? Just, continue to hone in on your craft, you know, find a way each individual to get 1% better. And that's going to elevate the group, which is then as a whole is going to elevate the offense. So I think it's just, you know, focusing on that detail of, of what each your individual job is and playing the best football you can be and being the best player you can, you know, for your room and then for the offense. And I think as guys do that as a whole, I think it's going to elevate um, the entire offense. And uh, look, this is as hard 
of a working in detail organization that I've been around. You know, guys are working hard. Coaches are working hard. And they're doing that throughout the bye week. You know, um, there's a standard expectation here that's high. And uh, we're, we're going to meet that. And if we don't, it's not acceptable. And we're going to keep working and focusing until we do reach it. And uh, guys are already doing that this week on our bye week. And uh, just excited to get back on the field next week. So you mentioned the standard for this team, and obviously for the last three years, and even this year, it feels like Super Bowl or bust as it should. Um, through the first five games, how do you guys feel about your championship aspirations? Do you guys still feel like, hey, everything we want is out there in front of us? Oh, absolutely. 100%. This is a Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl locker room team. No, no question at all. And, uh, you know, we understand that and we know that. And that's our goal is Super Bowl. 100%. Now it's just a matter of each week just going 1-0 each week. Each practice, get, find a way to get better. Each game, find a way to get better and just be 1-0. And just now, just trust the process, control what you can control in order to get to that end goal. But we know that's the end goal. We have the talent, we have the coaches, we have the personnel staff. The entire organization knows that. And it's, it's just like I said, it's a matter of executing, you know, following the detail, what you need to do executing on the field and just being one and out each and every week. So for the last two weeks, the offense has put up at least 30 points. Actually, last three weeks make that. And they've looked, you guys have looked better each week. Um, and you've been doing this without Michael Thomas, which I find all that more impressive because he is such a talented guy. How do you guys feel, how do you feel the offense will perform when he comes back in the room? Because mind you, this really is a guy who won Offensive Player of the Year and he is fantastic. So what do you guys expect from Mike when he comes back? Yeah, I think like you said, incredibly talented player, elite right elite is his position is as elite of a player his position is league in the league as there is so that's only going to help you you know help us when he comes back elite competitor you know elite player um definitely will help this offense for sure and uh just obviously very excited to have him back another guy who obviously has been elite Alvin Kamara, you get to work with him, I assume, more than most because of the running backs group. He's been unreal this season. He's been a joy to watch. What makes him so different from other running backs? I know everyone has a different quality, but what makes Alvin so special? You know, he can do it all. And I know that might just be like the basic answer, but it's really true. I mean, he can run the football. He can catch the football. He can pass block. And he does all those things at an elite level. Oftentimes you might find a guy who can do one or the other, maybe all three, but not at an elite level. He does all three at an elite level. You know, he runs routes and catches the ball like a receiver. He runs the football and pass protects like the best back in the league like he is. So to be able to do all those things is special. Um, maybe getting a little more specific, his contact balance is probably the best I've seen as an offensive player in this league. I mean, he's just, you, you see it, right? Guys bouncing off him. Um, he always finds a way to fall forward, and it's just amazing that he has that ability. And uh, it's, uh, it's it's really special to watch in practice, but then even more so to watch him on Sundays. So next weekend, you guys have a big NFC South showdown with the Panthers. They've looked pretty good, too. They're 3-2 and two right now. Um, I don't know where you guys are at in terms of your film study, but what do you think is the biggest challenge that you're seeing, at least on film, that that Carolina Panthers defense presents? Yeah, we'll definitely dive, you know, started to dive into them right now and definitely dive more into them um, as the week progresses and early next week. But, uh, look, it's an, an incredibly important game, you know, because it's the next game. And that just goes back to how that mentality just being one and out. And uh, as long as we can continue to have that mindset that each game brings its own unique, you know, 
um, differences and, and things like that. And it's just a matter of us just going out there each day, practicing well, getting better, and then just trying to be one to know that week. Absolutely. Uh, Mike, last question yeah. I want to ask you. I feel like I have to ask you since the Big Ten's about to start. How do you feel about your Rutgers team going into the season? Oh, absolutely. I feel great. I really do. Um, I think the hire by Coach Ciano was an excellent hire. He's built a great staff. A lot of coaches that were on staff when I was there, when he was had, what, maybe six or seven consecutive bowl games back-to-back. Uh, -back. I forget how many years in a row it was, but it was quite a few. Um, I feel really good about it. I think he's a great recruiter. He's got a great class coming in, and uh, I know he'll have his guys ready, and his guys will be competitive, and uh, I'm excited to watch him play. I think their first game might be – I think it's next week might be their first opener, right? Yeah, or, next, next weekend's Big yeah, Ten next week. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully I can catch that and uh, see all the hard work preparation uh, they put in this offseason because I know uh, Greg's been working hard. So. Absolutely. Mike, I, I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time during your bye week to come on the show, talk some Saints football. Absolutely. I wish you all the best, yeah. man. And obviously, I'm wishing you guys good luck uh, for a really big game against the Panthers next weekend. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's always great talking with you, uh, Saints ball. And uh, yeah, again, appreciate it. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. Once again, that was Saints fullback Mike Burden. Second time he's come on the podcast. Uh, tremendous guy, outstanding um, person to have in the locker room and also on the field. Um, I know the fullbacks usually don't get much love because they do a lot of the dirty work, but the Saints are one of the few teams left in the league that still values the position, and we're happy to have Mike on the team. So like I mentioned before, no game this weekend. The Saints are off. They're going to use this time to prepare for a really important battle with the Carolina Panthers. So if you're wondering, hey, what do I do this weekend? There's no Saints football. Heck, there's no LSU football because the game with Florida got canceled due to a COVID outbreak. If you're wondering what to do, folks, one, sit back, relax, enjoy, have a couple of drinks. Um, but more importantly, here are some games you can watch and who you should be rooting for this weekend. For starters, we got the Packers versus the Buccaneers in an exciting matchup between two of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And with the Buccaneers coming off a loss to the Bears and the Packers riding off a win over the Falcons and just basically coasting into their bye week, you're hoping that the Packers continue this hot start. And I know... I'm not a person who usually is pro-Packers. A lot of us don't even like the Packers team, and I am one of those people who don't. But again, this is a divisional game. If the Packers beat the Buccaneers, they drop to 3-3 three and three with their following matchup against the Raiders. All of a sudden, doubt starts to creep in your mind for a team that is fairly newly assembled for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that's a game where the Saints should have a rooting interest in. You'd want the, uh, the Packers to beat the Bucs, drop them to 3-3. Three and three. Another really important game to watch is Bears-Panthers, two teams that are probably um, exceeding expectations. You have the Chicago Bears at 4-1. and one. They don't look good, but they somehow are 4-1. and one. And then you have the Panthers, who are 3-2 and two on a three-game winning streak ever since Christian McCaffrey went down with an ankle injury. So that is definitely something to watch. Um, look, I love Teddy Bridgewater just as much as the next man. But at this time, you got to root against the Panthers. You obviously want them to lose. If the Panthers and Bucks lose and fall to 3-3, three and three, at the end of the bye week, the Saints are going to be alone in first place. So it would be one of those things where you're not even playing, and yet you got a little boost in the standings. You would take that as a team. But we're not done just yet. One more game on the schedule for NFC South rooting interests. The Falcons versus the Vikings. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You don't have to worry about that game. If the Falcons win, it it really doesn't matter because the Falcons are out of this thing. Let's just call it what it is. They are out of this thing at 0-5. Their season is over. 
Um, if they lose, they're 0-6. You continue to mock them. Cool, whatever, fine. Um, this is a rare win-win scenario. Um, even if they win, who gives a crap? They're still just 1-5. If anything, it hurts their draft position if they want to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and if they lose, cool, they're 0-6. Crack your jokes. Get off those 28-3 jokes if you want. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, but those are three games, as I mentioned, that you want to have a rooting interest for this weekend. Um, and one more thing before I go, actually, because it just broke while I was recording. Christian McCaffrey has not been activated off the injured reserve. So what does that mean? It means he's probably not playing next weekend against the New Orleans Saints. That's what it means. Now, Mike Davis would be the starting running back for the Panthers, and he has been exceptional in the three games that McCaffrey's been out. He really has done a great job leading the Panthers' backfield, and he's also been a really versatile receiver. Um, So he's someone the Saints are still going to have to zero in on. That being said... McCaffrey last year, especially in the first meeting between the Panthers and the Saints, he really gave them fits. He was a touchdown machine. You knew the ball was going to him. You still couldn't stop him. They did a good job stopping him on the ground, but through the air, he had some damage with Kyle Allen. So obviously not having him in the lineup, if that's what it ends up being, is pretty big and worth noting, as well as defensive tackle Kawan Short, who just had, I think, season-ending surgery a couple of days ago for the Panthers. He's out of action now, too. So it's going to be an interesting game. I will have a breakdown of the Saints and the Panthers next week when that game gets closer. I'll obviously have some content out for you guys. I'll also have some videos um, to share on YouTube next week. Um, Obviously, there's not much going on right now, but when the bye week starts up and it's over and we get into the Panthers week, I will have some extra content out there for now. But I hope you guys enjoyed this interview with Mike Burden that I had on the podcast. Remember, if you haven't already, go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a five-star review if you can. Also, comments, concerns, questions, drop them in, and I will always get to them um, like, like I always do. But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. More importantly, I hope you guys have a great and safe weekend um, and enjoy a, stress, a stress-free weekend. We don't get a lot of these in the fall. It's a lot of stress-free, nail-biting Saints games. It's the one week you don't have one. Um, enjoy it because after this, we're going to be back to stressing out Saints games. But seriously, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I wish you guys all the very best, and I'll be back on the podcast next week to break down what should be a really exciting battle between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. And you can find it all here on the Straight Up Saints podcast.